Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bet on Chicago. My name is Joy Christopoulos, but first, today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. And look, football, it's back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron right now as teams are back on the field for another football season. And as always, BetOnline, it's your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So what are you waiting for? Head to the website or use your mobile device right now to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is a of course, if you use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive that bonus, football, basketball, boxing, MLB playoffs, and oh yeah, hockey, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. It's got everything that you need, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Only at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. We're just days away from a brand new hockey season right here in Chicago. So I'm bringing on a guest who's already been on here before, but he's got a new title under his belt, and I'm super happy to talk to him about everything Hawks. He is the new pro, he's the new pre, post, and intermission host for WGN Radio, bringing all the Blackhawks information that you need all season long. It's Joe Brand. Hello, Joe. How's it going, Joey? How are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Welcome back to the pod. Um, new beginnings, new chapter in your life. I'm super excited for you. Uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of what's going on on the ice, just talk a little bit about how excited you are to take on this new role and to help everyone, you know, cover and enjoy hopefully a really exciting hockey uh, season this year. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you very much for the kind words. I'm I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, you know, I've been working for a position like this and for it to be right in my backyard in Chicago and working with a team like the Hawks, who I cared so deeply about as a fan growing up, it's uh, it's kind of a dream come true. So it's really, really been cool. Uh, the Blackhawks have been great so far. WGN Radio has been great so far. It's, it's all finally kind of starting to settle in. Um, one more preseason game left as we record this right now. It'll be on Saturday at home against Minnesota, but... Then it's uh, then it's for reals next week against Colorado. So couldn't get, couldn't couldn't be more excited to get the season rolling. Uh, but it has been a lot of fun already getting into the mix of everything. And uh, yeah, just can't wait to be that bridge from the team to Blackhawks fans. And it's a great season to get in on the mix and talk about it, man. Um, what can we say about this off season? Right, rebuild into reboot is pretty much what I would kind of char- characterize it. Just kind of talk about the Blackhawks off season. And a little bit of what do you think narratively kind of sort of went on in those front office conversations over the winter? Because Bowman last year and in previous years was very, very, I feel like transparent about we're not ready to compete right now. We want to get younger. This is a little bit more of a rebuild situation. Well, they kind of flipped that switch and and they changed some things in the offseason with Flurry, Johnson, list goes on the line. What do you think kind of transpired over the winter? Well, first of all, I really like your phrase, reboot over rebuild. I haven't heard it been swayed that way before. But uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting. And and honestly, Stan Bowman did kind of address that question in the offseason, even at the beginning of training camp. And it's it's not so much like they made a total 180 on their plans just for the heck of it. But according to Stan Bowman, he just things became available for the Blackhawks that they weren't expecting to heading into this offseason. I mean, the Brent Seabrook contract was a huge bugaboo of this team and their cap flexibility and everything. And all of a sudden, they're able to turn it into Tyler Johnson and the trade with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, 
okay, that changes the dynamic a little bit about that specific thing. Duncan Keith was able to get moved to Edmonton. And, you know, he worked with the Hawks saying he wanted to go a little bit closer to home. He was willing to go to a place to help out the Hawks in that regard, but as long as it was on his own terms. So then that had happened. All of a sudden, Marc-Andre Fleury becomes somewhat available. So the Hawks were able to pounce on that and capitalize on it. Seth Jones being or kind of maybe some rumblings of him wanting to get out of Columbus, uh, get some things figured out to sign an extension somewhere else. He had apparently talked about possibly enjoy being a Blackhawk later on in his career. So then that came to fruition. And then Jake McCabe is a guy who's been living in Chicago during the offseason the last handful of years. His wife is here from Chicago. So that turned out to be okay. And not even so much as Jake McCabe being available, but the money being right on both ends. I mean, it, it just really happened um, in favor of both parties for that to come to fruition as well. So Stan Bowman does have a point. You know, it's not like he just changed his mind and said, screw the rebuild. Let's turn this whole thing around. Some things kind of worked in his advantage and he took advantage of it. So honestly, if you're a Blackhawks fan, it's got to be, it's got to be a fun off season. It's got to be an exciting time to look at this team because expectations are at least higher than they were in years past. They're not relying on these younger guys to make up the, the depth of this team, but it is a very deep team. But now you've got these older, more established guys that are, are veterans and have more experience and more towards what the Hawks are working for, a more physical game. Yeah. So all these things are working out in their favor, but there's still a whole lot of questions about this team that won't be answered until as the season progresses. So I, I've been saying this all offseason. Will it be an impressive year for the Hawks? We think so. But I think more than anything, it will be an entertaining year for the Hawks. And Andrew Shaw's money aside, which they still have to kind of work through, in regards to the offseason that we were talking about, I think a lot of listeners right now and a lot of diehard Blackhawks fans are going, it's about time. Because I feel like in past years, the offseason has never bounced the Blackhawks way. Whether it's, you know undisclosed, you know, mysterious illnesses or conditions that Marion Hosa or Jonathan Taze has had to go through every single year, cap strapped. Who do we have to get rid of? We're never talking about who can we add on. And it's so great to hear that because I think as a Blackhawks fan, you know, you've only got a couple years left of Kane and Taves on their current contracts. Now we can talk at a different time about whether, you know, Kane can be a Blackhawk lifer, which I think is very possible in terms of extension talks, but we still got these guys at these numbers on our books, you want to try and put together as most competitive team as you can. And they've been scratching at that surface. And, and last year especially had that great run, right? Kind of in a good position. And then the schedule or the Tampa Bay Lightning, whichever one you want to pick from, kind of got in the way a little bit. And they were able to fall short. But now let's look forward to this year. Let's start talking about some of those expectations. And if you're pulling up the articles right now all across the league, I think on ESPN right now they're ranked 19th in the NHL. Anything that goes with a preview or prediction with the Blackhawks this season, it starts with Marc-Andre Fleury. So so talk to me, Joe. Is that is that really like the make or break? Are we really going to be able – are we going to put our entire season success on the shoulders and praying at the altar of Fleury all night long? Or what are some other aspects of this team that you're excited to see that can maybe surprise us and help us be more successful this year? No, I don't think that would be fair to Marc-Andre Fleury to uh... – live and die by his success. Yeah. I mean, granted, he, he's one of the best goaltenders in our generation, right? He's the reigning Vesna Trophy winner. 
but the year prior, he had a bit of an off year. So there is maybe that question of which one was the flawed year? Was it two years ago or was it this past year? I'd like to think that Marc-Andre Fleury is a guy that you could rely on night in and night out. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguin fans would tell you that. Vegas Golden Knight fans would tell you that too. But more importantly, he's the guy has pedigree. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He's a phenomenal teammate. When the Hawks acquired him, all every, anyone could talk about was how great of a teammate he's been. Um, in training camp, he's got the most competitive spirit I've ever seen by anybody. He gets so upset when guys score on him. And we're talking in practice. Um, he's had reactions of flinging the puck at the glass. I mean, the dude just lives and breathes hockey in a competitive way. But he also just brings this uh, great positivity to the locker room. And that seems like that could uh, you know, really benefit the Hawks in a positive way. But I, I was talking earlier about so many questions what kind of Jonathan Taves are we going to get this upcoming year? I mean, he, he was not existent in the Blackhawks dressing room, let alone on the ice for the entire 2021 season. So he's had a great training camp. He looks like vintage Jonathan Taves, but we're what, or he is, I would say four preseason games in so far. He's hardly missed any days in training camp. I think he took another day off on this Friday as we record for maintenance, so they have been a little bit cautious of him, but he's still just showing that he can be the Taves that works hard every minute on the ice, wanting to succeed at every moment. So that's another big question. Uh, Patrick Kane had a really good start last season and then fell off a little bit with another undisclosed injury. He's addressed that a couple of times. He's basically just said that uh, it's something that happens when you play hockey for so long. Patrick Kane's been playing hockey since six or seven years old. So th that could still become a factor throughout this year. And now as we record also, uh, the depth got hit a little bit defensively. Wyatt Kalanick's out for a couple of weeks. Uh, Caleb Jones is going to be out for six weeks. More importantly, you, you worry about the depth that way because that was one positive heading into this training camp. All this competition, all this fighting for spots was going to elevate the level of play. But Caleb Jones was really having a good camp. And it was really going to be exciting to see him on the same team with his brother for the first time and uh, see what kind of step he was able to make. But he was doing some really good things in the preseason. So again, there's, there's a lot of questions to be had. Um, you know, you, you also just break down the roster a little bit more. The Hawks have four goaltenders that they kind of have to make decisions about. Uh, are we going to get a taxi squad situation where the Hawks can keep a third goaltender on the roster and maybe hang on to Colin Delia or Malcolm Subban? I was going to say, can I interject really quick? Is no. is it Subban? Is it Subban's play in the preseason that's keeping him around right now? Because Delia for a long time was sort of next to be the heir apparent. You know, is what's going on with that situation there? They 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 like Subban a lot. I mean, it seems like it's almost like. Delia might be the guy that could be on the outs. They're kind of in the same boat, but they're also not. Delia has been in the organization longer. Malcolm Subban was a trade piece from the uh, Robin Leonard trade. But, I mean, right now they've got their two good goaltenders in Marc-Andre Fleury and Kevin Lankinen. Uh, Stan Bowman, Jeremy Colleton have both said, you know, it's a good problem to have deep, good goaltending. Um, and also sometimes these things just figure themselves on their own. You know, if somebody goes down, then you need that extra guy. If you can have that taxi squad, then it's good to have that extra guy. Not to mention Arvid Soderblom is in the organization too. So, you know, he's going to have to develop. So I, I really think the Blackhawks are just going to play it by ear until they have to make a decision. Once they get there, I really don't know, Joey. I don't. Uh, 
you know, Colin Dealey and Malcolm Subban each had similar years last season because in spurts they were very productive, but then they also fell off. And Kevin Lankinen too, but Kevin Lankinen had shown that he could be uh, the main goaltender for the Hawks until they got Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, but again, like a lot of questions for this team and a lot of questions that won't be answered until the season goes along. So I think Hawks fans are going to have to be a little patient, but it's it's a fun thing to be patient about too. And there's a lot of great new pieces on this team that you get to see kind of, you know, out there on the ice and see as Jeremy Colting mixes and matches a little bit. In regards to Patrick Kane, he only 15 goals last season, right? We're not used to that as Blackhawks fans, and I don't think Patrick Kane's used to that as well. Only four games over his last 33 played, zero goals in his last 11. That's just not normal. So if he did have that injury, hopefully he is coming in here a little bit healthy this year. Uh, I want to ask you a question about two new guys on the team. What do you think is more likely to happen? Now you've got a guy, Tyler Johnson, coming in, veteran. The number's been kind of on the decline the last couple of years. This guy's usually a 20-plus goal scorer a year. Not really at that point right now. And then you've got the big-ticket item. You've got Seth Jones. Put up a minus 18 last year. So he has been a little polarizing when everyone's writing their articles about yay or nay on the Blackhawks signing him or not. So in your opinion, or maybe based on what you've seen so far, what do you think is more likely, you know, Tyler Jones maybe popping 15 goals in the net this year or Seth Jones getting closer to that, you know, elite blue liner that I think everyone expects him to be this year. I mean, here's the thing. Tyler Johnson is coming from a Tampa Bay lightning team that was stacked. So he was at the bottom two lines of that very talented team. Now it looks like he's been skating a lot with Alex to and Patrick Kane uh, centering mm-hmm. that line for them. So, you know, it's, it's really easy to just think, okay, he's going to score a lot of goals. He's also been incorporated in the power play unit and used in a kind of different role that the Hawks normally haven't had with uh, such a significant role of being the bumper guy down low. Seth Jones is on that power play unit too. He hasn't really had an explosive training camp, but I don't think he really needs to. I mean, he's, he's a 27 year old defenseman. He is one of the best defensemen in the league, but you know, it gets a lot of criticism because people might say that the Hawks overpaid for him. Like, okay, maybe that's a fair argument, but also, in the National Hockey League, you need one of the top defensemen to be a successful team. At some point, you're going to have to overpay for guys. And, and how much are they overpaying? Are they overpaying by $3 million? Then, okay, yeah, maybe not a great move. But, you know, a lot of the criticism has just been, what, a million, a million and a half. If Seth Jones ends up being an elite defenseman or at least one of the top five defensemen in the NHL, I, I think it's a good deal for the Hawks. And more importantly... I think the acquisition of Jones wasn't so much, well, of course it is to upgrade the defense, but again, they're just kind of revamping the whole defensive scheme and kind of the whole uh, mentality of this team of just being a lot more physical. You know, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, the Hawks were drafting, you know, all these skilled defensemen to hopefully beat the curve of being fast and just skating around everybody. Yeah, and Boakvist, moving on from Boakvist clearly is changing that philosophy, right? Because he's kind of a score first defenseman or it was supposed to be. Yeah. So, I mean, you acquire Seth Jones, uh, you acquire Jake McCabe, uh, you've got a much deeper defensive system. So hopefully that's steering in the right direction for the Hawks right now. And again, they're kind of working on the fly, but you've still got Stanley cup winners and Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, who, again, we don't know what type of year they'll have, but they're devoted hockey players. So if they're able to turn the switch on and and really help this team improve, who knows what is capable of this team come the playoffs if they get there. 
Speaking of what type of year they're going to have, you know, there's a lot of the preseason words get thrown around. There's buzz. There's breakout candidate. There's, you know, there's always that X factor that we throw out there. What type of year is Kirby Doc going to have in your eyes? The talk about him is is definitely taking another step. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to remember, this is his first training camp. Two years ago, he was a rookie. Last year, there wasn't a training camp. And this is a guy that just constantly gets better as his career progresses. Um, the, the step he took when the team went to the bubble um, a couple of years ago in the playoffs, it, was, it just showed how well he can do when he can really focus on his craft and, and move forward in his game. Uh, the other thing is he'll probably take a little bit of a step leadership-wise, maybe. I know he's a younger guy. I know it's only his third year in the league, but you know, there's no more Duncan Keith. There's no more Brent Seabrook, who Doc actually used to live with. Um, but but Kirby Doc has shown what he can do at the NHL level. He's got his brother in the system now, too. I, I think that's kind of provided a little competitive element, but also maybe a little confidence, too. Um, but, you know, just a big fan of Kirby Doc's game. And, uh, you know, hopefully there's just not as much pressure for him to score. I know it was kind of a, a weird year last year because he, he wasn't there at the beginning of the season and he kind of worked his way back in his, his first game back. He pretty much showed he had preparing. He, he was ready to, uh, to get going and there were no lingering issues, but then that kind of fell off as well. So I think that he might be a little bit more motivated to prove what type of player he is this year. And again, with Jonathan Taves being back with Patrick Kane, not having all the load of scoring, Maybe that can help Kirby Doc put a few more pucks in the back of the net, knowing that, okay, he's not our lone elite scorer. We've got Taves. We've got Kane. We've got Alex Dabrinkit. Uh, we've got Dominic Kubelik. Hopefully that can just be shared wealth offensively and Kirby Doc can benefit from it. I'm really excited to watch him this year. Just from some of the clips that I've pulled up, there's been a few things where it looks like a lot of people are trying to highlight he's having a little bit more assertiveness, a little bit more confidence when the, when the puck is on his stick. Sometimes when you're a rookie, you're just like, do the right thing, get rid of it. You know what I mean? It feels like right now he's he's doing a better job of at least like, you know, moving it around. And when it is in his hands, he can be that playmaker that I think he was drafted for. I think that's what we all wanted. Not maybe not that elite scoring, but help leading to more scoring chances moving forward. Um, I got a fun one for you. I'm going to throw some stats at you and you tell me which aspect of the Blackhawks do they need to improve upon the most this season to have success. Face-off win percentage, only 46.3% last year. That was 29th in the NHL. Penalty kill last year, 76.8, 28th in the NHL last year. Goals allowed at home, 6th most. And penalty kill at home, 73.9% most. So penalty kill, face-off win percentage, or honestly just playing a little bit better at home on the home ice this year. Which do you think is going to be maybe one of those you know, maybe those under the radar kind of stats that if they can prove upon that, maybe they'll get some more wins on the board this year. So are you asking what I think they need to, or what I think they will? Ooh, give me, Ooh, I, I'll take both, but I kind of want to hear yeah. the will. I want to hear the will. Um, I want to hear that. I want to hear that one. Well, okay. Well, well, if we start with the face off, I mean, they did not have Jonathan Taves last year. So, so that's, that's a big aspect of, of that statistic. I don't know. I might be drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit too much, but I I do like this new look power play. Um, I mean, compared to last season, you've got three different guys. And those three guys are Jonathan Taves, Seth Jones, and Tyler Johnson. And again, that's, that's the first power play unit. Um, But 
so far, I've liked what I've seen in training camp. It seems like the team is pretty excited about what they've seen. Um, and, it, and it seems like another thing we've learned in preseason is there's going to be a lot more cross-checking penalties being called. So maybe some more opportunities for the Hawks in that power play. Um, but obviously the penalty kill has been a huge bugaboo. Uh, I think, let's see, they've given up five power play goals in their last seven opportunities. Again, as we, we record on Friday after their last two games against the Wild and the Red Wings. Um, and I pose this question to uh, our content analyst, Colby Cohen, not to answer your question with a question, but I, I asked Lee, if you're the Blackhawks, would you rather have heading into the regular season, would you rather have a good power play and a penalty kill that still needs improvement or vice versa? Because again, you've got a new look power play unit. You've seen some good things. You've got a new goaltender, Marc-Andre Fleury, which again, that's your last line of defense in the penalty kill. You can always make the argument well, we could be better disciplined about not committing penalties so we don't go to the penalty kill. Um, but he basically said it's, it's better to have good a good power play and a good penalty kill rather than a great power play and an okay penalty kill or, or again, vice versa, um, which, which does make a lot of sense. But again, I, I do think that, I mean, I, I would hope that the, penal, the power play will show some improvement this year because we know how struggling that's been for a handful of years with the Hawks, even on their cup run. I, feel, I think the 2013 team was the only one that was really solid at the power play. I could be wrong on that. Everything you brought up too kind of kind of helps out with each other. You know, if you win more face-offs on that power play, you get a little bit more opportunity. You get some more shots and things like that. And I mean, more face-offs create more time with the puck, which creates a potential for more, offensive drive so you know maybe just start with there and then everything waterfalls down but I guess I'd go with the power play you know I think the good power play good penalty kill is the nice little balance that they probably need and you're bringing up a great point because yeah it feels like it was always kind of a streaky matter even in the Quanville days of we'll ride with these guys for about 10 or 15 games in the power play and then eventually he would kind of have to sort of tinker with it and switch it up a little bit here and there and I'm sure Colton's going to be messing around with that a lot and in my opinion, I, the reason why I'm asking some of those questions is especially in terms of the face-offs and, and some other things was I always noticed that it just felt like at times last year, any time the Blackhawks would score a goal, there would be some sort of let-up. I mean, I don't know. It just felt like sometimes in those second and third period of games, we'd put a, a goal on the board, and within three or four minutes, there was an equalizer from the opponent coming on the other side. And I can't really wrap my head around how that really works out schematically. But I just think like moving forward, some of those things, they can tighten them up a little bit. And obviously playing a little bit better on your home ice, I think it's going to go a long way towards maybe getting that, that home ice advantage moving forward. It might help them out, maybe win a couple more games. We've got a couple more minutes here left with WGN radios. Joe Brandon is going to be doing pre intermission and post game for all Blackhawks games on WGN radio this year. And I'll be listening right along. Let's just get to the nuts and bolts here. Um, I'm not going to ask you about the cup, but I do want to ask you about the playoffs. Are you feeling fairly confident right now? And, you know, are you a schedule guy? Do you look at the schedule a little bit? Obviously, they start against the Avalanche, not the most ideal scenarios uh, to start your season off on the right foot. But it looks like in those first 10 games, they've got a couple of winnable games mixed in with a couple of difficult ones. I see, like, the Hurricanes on there, the Islanders on there, but I also see the Red Wings on there. You know what I mean? 
Um, what are you what are you looking at for this team? What should Blackhawks fans maybe keep their eyes on early on in the season? And how far do you think they can go this year? Well, I mean, it's the preseason, so anyone's got a chance. Uh, we know in the NHL playoffs that anyone pretty much has a chance too, but there's been so many elite teams lately that it's it's really been tough to get past the big ones like Tampa Bay, like St. Louis when they won the cup a couple of years ago. Um, but no, I, I can't rule out the playoffs for this team right now. I mean, when you've got Marc-Andre Fleury in between the pipes for, you know, however many games he ends up playing, that's, that's a solid goaltender. You got a chance to win with that right there. Um, again, though, there's, there's just still so many questions that have to be answered. And yeah, when I look at the schedule, you're right. Starting with Colorado is no walk in the park. Yeah. Um, I, I think Hawks fans should look at that home opener against the New York Islanders because that'll be the first regular season game with the ability to have full capacity of fans in pretty much 19 months, I think March 11th. And, and real quick, you're singing the anthem that night, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> Joey. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bump Jim Cornelius and the best anthem singer in the world just <laughs> to hear me crack a couple of uh, off notes. I, I, think, <laughs> I think not. Yeah. I think there'd be a lot of pissed off people if that happened. Uh, but yeah, again, it's, it's an opportunity for Blackhawks fans to return the United center and potentially full capacity. There's no definitive answer on Jonathan Taves yet, but basically everything that's been going on seems to be working towards him playing opening night. So, you know, if we don't see him opening night, then there's still the question, hey, maybe he'll play at the home opener. So being able to see Jonathan Taves for the first time since March of 2020 uh, and just a lot of home games, actually, in the first couple of weeks. In fact, after they start that first leg on the road, Colorado, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, they play as I do some quick math here. They play the next six of eight at home. So right out of the gate, the Hawks are at the United Center for quite some time. I mean, ride the wave, right? If you're a Hawks fan, get out to the game. I'm sure it's it's a much welcomed atmosphere that Hawks fans have been missing out on it for some quite some time. And, you know, if it has been a fun preseason, if they're able to get off to a good start like they were last season, you know, why not just ride the wave and have some fun with it early on? This team that we're trotting out there on the ice, maybe the most talented team that we've seen in the last three, four seasons. Is that fair to say for prospective Blackhawks fans that want to come out and, uh, and see their team this year? I would say definitely the deepest um, because in the past couple of years, it seemed like they've been relying on younger guys a little bit too much. And this year that does not seem to be the case. So that's, that's gotta be a little bit more positive because you kind of know what you're getting, even though I've constantly said in this podcast, you know, there's so many questions to be answered, but you know, just, just even familiar faces that have been from around the league, like flurry, like Seth Jones, even Jake McCabe, uh, one guy we haven't talked about who I, I think, and it's been speculated by other people in the media, but Adam Gaudet seems like he could oh. have a really solid season. Um, you know, had so much trouble just kind of figuring out what was going on with his body. Apparently he finally recognized he had a yeast infection. He, he changed his diet, his diet, he changed his workout regime, and he's had a really good preseason. So, you know, if a guy like that can come on and help out the third or fourth line for the Hawks, all of a sudden the depth offensively increases a ton too. I think they'll be impressive. I think they will, but I almost want to say, I know that they will be entertaining coming up because there's just a lot more buzz about this team. And there just seems to be a little bit more swagger, a little bit more confidence with everyone involved. 
Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane have both said in preseason that this has been a training camp that they haven't seen in a while, nice. uh, that they that's definitely given them a little pep in their step. And honestly, Jeremy Colleton just seems like a, a little bit more, again, a little bit more swagger, a little bit more confidence. He's joking around a little bit. Again, I get it. It's the preseason. Things are looser. But if you take a look at him, this is his fourth year now as the Hawks coach. This is more about the team that's been around him. And he was even asked that question. Do you feel like it's more of your team? And he's like, I don't like to put my name on the players. I like to assess a team by team with who is on that roster. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are the only guys on the roster that uh, really have spent the majority of their career under a coach other than Jeremy Colleton with the Blackhawks. Um, don't forget, he was a, the head coach in Rockford, too. So now you've got guys that have been coming up through the system that have been following his system in the minors, but also just know him as a coach. So I feel like that's got to help out both ways, too. Um, so, again, it, it just feels like there's a little bit more confidence, just a, a little bit more uh, positive feeling about this team heading into this year. Well, I think if you roll the clocks back a year and a half ago to Chicago sports and you were looking at – the Bears sinking ship with Trubisky and the White Sox still trying to put the pieces together and the Blackhawks being in no man's land and the Bulls being terrible. You roll it forward 18 months, 20 months. Fans are now back in the stands. The United Center is ready to rock and roll this fall and this winter with the Blackhawks and the Bulls. And I think there's going to be some exciting action going on. And oh, by the way, the White Sox are in the playoffs and the Chicago Bears got a guy named Justin Fields, which is a big we'll see. But again, hope and optimism reigns once more in Chicago sports. And I think the Blackhawks are definitely going to be right at the forefront of that. Joe Brand with WGN Radio. He's going to be doing the pre, the intermission, and the post all season long, giving you guys the inside info and perspectives while also breaking down the game for you, taking your calls, uh, you know, soothing your fears, um, building you up in your darkest Blackhawks days. He's going to be right there for you. Joe, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Quick throw out your socials for people and the listeners so they can follow your content and Blackhawks content all season long. Yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Joe underscore brand one. Um, you know, follow me anywhere else. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I actually don't know my handle off the top of my head. I often don't throw that out, but just type in Joe brand. I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, yeah. And brand know, flakes. Just, I think it's brand flakes. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember if it's 27 or seven or what. Uh, I'm still, I, I still kind of regret changing my Twitter handle from brand flakes. I, I thought it wasn't professional enough, uh, but now, now I'm lucky enough to have the blue check mark. So I guess I can't change it. I'm stuck with it anyway. Um, but yeah. And then, uh, and then just listen, you can listen to us. If you're in the Chicagoland area, obviously 7:20 AM, but if you've got a smart speaker, just tell them play WGN radio, uh, WGNradio.com. There's the WGN radio app. You can hear Hawks games all the time on that. We're not blacked out like baseball. So, uh, yeah, feel free to tune in pre post intermission. We'll also have a weekly show, uh, Blackhawks live on 720. That'll be Monday nights at, I believe seven o'clock. We're going to kick off just this upcoming Monday. So, uh, same thing, internet, smart speaker app, old fashioned radio, however you listen to it, you can find us on all of those. Well, I'm in Southern California. So you know, who's going to be listening this guy. And you're well, you very get to listen in, you get to listen in high quality HD too that way. Oh yes, yes please. Thank you very much. Uh this is a hockey household here. My wife is a huge Penguins fan, but we make room for the Blackhawks in this house as well. Um Joe, thank you so much for coming on the pod, man. I just have to tell you just real quick, you know, we've interacted for quite some time now. You've been on the pod a couple of times. We haven't met in person, but dude, I just got to tell you, man, I'm super happy for you. 
congratulations. You're a super easy guy to root for. You're crazy talented, man. You're going to do so great. I can't wait to listen all season long, and I hope the listeners feel the same and do the same. And hopefully let's win some hockey games, man. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Hey, man, that's really cool. I really, really appreciate the kind words. Uh, likewise, right back at you. Just the other day, I was uh, sitting on the couch watching something else, and a Burger King commercial popped up, and I nugged my wife. I'm like, hey, I, I know that guy. So, you know, likewise, happy for you too, bud. Keep crushing it over there. Still paying me, baby. Still paying me. <laughs> hey, those, that's what you got to do. We're going to put those Christmas presents under the tree this year. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> we're going to be just fine. Today's episode of Bet on Chicago with Joey Christopoulos is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Make sure you head on the mobile device or the website because you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit only when you use promo code BLEAV. Believe. Hop on that right now. Thank you so much for checking out this pod. We got more coming the rest of the week. Till then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. And remember, when in doubt, always bet on Chicago. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.